We are Anthony and Danielle. We own a pet food store in Columbus, Ohio called Fangs and Fur that is focused on educating pet owners on feeding food nature intended for our pets. You can find us on Instagram at Fangs and Fur Pets or Facebook at Fangs and Fur. If you want to send in a question for Anthony to answer at the end of each episode, message us through our website at fangsfur.com. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and leave a review. This is the Fangs and Fur Podcast. Respect your pet's circadian rhythm. All right. Well, today I wanted to talk about when to feed and how often. So a lot of times in the shop, we're so focused on on what exactly we're feeding and what we should be feeding. But there's some new research that shows when we are feeding might just be as important. This is Dr. Jim Carlson. We look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. We have a friendly professional team and offer conventional medicine, dentistry, and surgery, as well as integrative options such as acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, Chinese herbal medicine, homeopathy, and more. We emphasize fresh foods because you wouldn't want to eat processed food every day, right? Visit us at LifetimePetWellness.com, Instagram, or Facebook, or give us a call at 614-888- I'm really going to be drawing a lot of this information from the Forever Dog. There's a really fantastic section in that book about kind of time-restricted feeding, fasting, and and all that good stuff. And and so that's kind of what I'm trying to do today is to kind of encapsulate that part of the part of the book. But according to that book, The Forever Dog, uh, by Dr. Karen Becker and Rodney Habib, when and what you eat, in this case, what you feed, are the two most important factors in longevity and health span. So really important, right? So what we're eating and also when we're eating it are really, really important when we're talking about not only the the length of time that we're living, but also our health span. So the length of time that we're healthy and active. So those are, you know, just two really big factors to think about, especially when it comes to your pets. So this is really neat because if you're, you know, for example, if, if the only thing you can afford right now is, is, is processed food for your, for your dog, this is really good news because, you know, just by incorporating a feeding schedule for your dog can be really extremely beneficial. Um, so really getting away from free feeding is going to be my main point today. So stop the free feeding. There's so much research showing that, you know, just not having a set schedule or feeding time for your, for your pet is really, really harmful. And free feeding, by that, I mean just leaving food out all day for your dog. So timing is important. So let's talk about circadian rhythm. So circadian rhythms are defined as the physical, mental, and behavioral changes that follow a 24-hour cycle, of course, in, in the body. So these natural processes respond primarily to, to light and dark and affect most living things, including animals and plants and, and microbes. So when, you're feeding, when you feed your dog is important. Um, and again, I'm drawing this from from the Forever Dog, but they did a lot of work with Dr. Panda, who studies chronobiology. So he's kind of studying their circadian rhythms and what affects them in, in humans and, and in pets. But according to Dr. Panda, dogs and most animals don't eat in the dark, right? So you have nocturnal animals that would do that, but our dogs and ourselves, we, we shouldn't be doing that. It's not how we've evolved. And their bodies, specifically our dogs, have not evolved to do to do so, to eat in the dark. So we should avoid feeding dogs at night and really do not want to be feeding within a, a two hours, within two hours of bedtime. It's a really, really important takeaway because I know a lot of people that do this is, uh, 
you know, they'll feed the feed their dogs before they go to bed, um, which we want to try to alleviate as much as possible and have some tips that we'll get around to towards the end. You know me, I always like to look at things under the, the kind of the ancestral lens. You know, what, what would our dogs be doing if left alone to their own devices? They wouldn't be hunting in the dark, you know, like cats or felines do. They don't have those ev- evolutionary attributes that help them in the dark. You know, so when we look at wild dogs or free range dogs that we, you know, were studied down in Australia, wolves, et cetera, they all hunt during daylight hours. And this is important to consider when trying to nail down a time, a time frame to feed your dog. You know, she can't make that decision, right? So, so you're making that decision for her, what, what time she's going to eat. One really important recommendation from Dr. Panda that I mentioned before is, is to obviously not feed right before bedtime. So it can really, really throw off that circadian rhythm and disrupt, disrupt their sleep patterns. A really cool study that they discuss in this book is also is one that was done by Dr. Matson at the National Institute on Aging. But what they found was that mice who eat within an 8 to 12-hour window live longer than mice with unlimited access to food. And this is a bit, big thing, despite consuming the same amount of calories. So in both groups of mice, they're eating the same amount of food, same amount of calories per day. But the mice that were eating within that window, the 8 to 12-hour window, had longer lifespans. So when our dog's, you know, biological clock says that their body is ready to eat, the food is the food is healthy for them. But that same healthy food can be bad if eaten at the wrong time of day when the body is not prepared to intake food and process it. So it's really something that I really want to ingrain in your minds. You know, respecting our dog's circadian rhythm is one of the one of the best, most proven ways to optimize their health. For some of you, I know you're probably thinking that it might be hard to feed your dog within a within an eight-hour window, especially if you're you're working a typical workday. You know, you're busy during the day, things like that. But there's a solution for this, which I'll, which I will get to. It's a really good one, the one that I practice every day with my own dogs. But before I get into that, I want you to remember and kind of I really want to ingrain this in you. But you know, there's no excess in nature, so. Like I said before, I really want to try to look at things through that ancestral lens. Canines have evolved to, and I think I talked about this on a previous podcast, but dogs have really evolved to gorge and fast themselves. A lot of people are overfeeding their dogs, of course, but, uh, you know, dogs have for, for millennia, you know, the, if we look at the way wild dogs and, and can, wild canines eat, they gorge, they, they find a meal, they, they hunt their meal, they find it, they gorge on it. They might feed on it for one or two days. And then they're going to fast. They're going to be fasting for a day, two days, three days, four days a week, sometimes more than that, until they find their next meal. So that's just how they've, they just how they evolved. There's actually a study done from the university, I think it was the University of Illinois, and this is kind of the short end of the, the study, but they actually fasted a dog for 100 days, um, which is a terrible thing to do, and I'm not advocating that, but they did find something out. So what they did is they fasted this dog for 100 days, but and it just... He did have access to, you know, fresh, clean water. But on day 100, that dog jumped over a three-foot fence. So, you know, dogs, we, we tend to freak out if our dog misses a meal or if we don't feed them for a day or we skip a meal. You know, we, we freak out thinking that that's it, that they're going to die. It's actually, it's actually really, it's, it's really incorrect and actually a, a detrimental way of, of thinking. Um, so again, I'm not saying faster dogs for days on end, but fasting your dog is really, really beneficial. It's something I do every day. And we'll talk about how to do that. But 
a lot of people incorrectly assume that their their dog or cat or carnivorous pet should be snacking or grazing all day like like vegan ruminant like a cow or a goat something like that but this will I promise you this will create a you know a metabolic dysfunction and it's especially true if you're feeding kibble or snacks throughout the day which is essentially just sugar which you know insulin and insulin sensitivity you know all these things kind of uh, are tied to this but Dr. St. Clair actually shares my same thoughts on this matter. And he, he states in the book, you know, to keep your dog as lean as possible. So don't overfeed, keep them lean, don't overfeed and exercise them a lot was, was his exact words. You know, we're, we're at a time now in the United States, we're, we're approaching almost 60% of dogs in this country and over 60% for cats, but it's over nearly 60% of dogs in the U S are obese. You know, this is, this is really bad. We've sort of become accustomed to to seeing and having obese dogs so much so that I'll even say that you know when people see a, a fit dog or a healthy dog they think they're like somewhat emaciated. That's that's how far that spectrum has moved. We think that these big, robust, um, well, obese dogs are actually healthy dogs, but they're they're far from it. But the benefits of understanding your dog's circadian rhythm and, and feeding the appropriate amount of calories, so not not overfeeding. And doing this within that window of time, that eight-hour eight window, are are numerous. There's tons of benefits from from improved alertness and resilience, gut health, brain health, improved sleep, better muscle function, uh, while also reducing you know hypertension and anxiety, inflammation, risk of cancer, and other disease, other diseases. But most importantly, since we're on the topic, is is increased longevity and health span. We are so proud of our sponsor today, our friends at Steve's Real Food, who help make the Fangs and Fur podcast come true. Steve's makes real food from locally sourced ingredients that enable you to give your dog or cat nutritional meals every single day with no fillers, no preservatives. Anthony, what do you like best about Steve's? I like a lot of things about Steve's, but one is their long history. They've been doing it longer than most. The second thing is they use whole food and only whole food ingredients. They don't use synthetics. It's just real simple whole food. What do you mean simple? Well, when people look on the back of a bag of kibble, they see a long list of ingredients that most people don't even know what they are. You'd almost have to be a chemist to know. When they come into Fangs and Fur, I'll pull out a box of Steve's Real Food and I'll show them what's in their food. And what you see is beef, beef heart, beef liver, beef kidney, raw goods, milk, broccoli, and a bunch of other whole food, real food. And Mozzie likes it too, so of course I'm a big fan. I know Anthony and I love their mission statement to produce food that is good for your pet and the land that they walk on. So come into our shop, Fangs and Fur, to learn more about Steve's from Anthony or visit stevesrealfood.com. So just how are you going to start this, right? So this whole time-restricted feeding schedule for your dog. So I just wanted to give you some some really good tips when we're talking about there's different options out there. And I just want to let you kind of know them, but also kind of think about what, what works best for you and your dog. But I would start with creating that window. So try to find an 8 to 12-hour window. I would 12 hours are really far in that spectrum. I would really try to keep to an 8 of feeding your dog within an 8-hour window if possible or as close to that as possible. So find whatever time of day that works, you know, and then stick to it. Also, you want to remember, you've got to keep that away from the bedtime. Uh, pick up the bull is my second my second thing. So pick up the bull. The days of grazing or free feeding your dog are, are over. So there's so much research out there that shows how detrimental that can be. So please do not, do not leave that. I have a lot of people that come in that say that, you know, they, they, 
put food in the bowl. And then once it's, they don't even know how much they're feeding. They, they just keep the bowl uh, full. So you want to know how many calories your dog's consuming per day and how many they should be consuming per day. And you want to stick to that. So no more free feeding. Remember that uh, time-restricted feeding is not fasting. These are two different things. So time-restricted feeding, dogs are still eating the same amount of calories. We're just keeping the time they are consuming those calories to an 8 to 12-hour window. Okay, so we're not decreasing the amount of calories. We're actually just, we're just feeding those calories in a shorter amount of time. Like I said before, avoid feeding within two hours of bedtime. It's really going to throw off their circadian rhythm. Stop guilt feeding. So this is a really big one. You know, maybe you've been gone all day or maybe you're tired and being lazy. And, and so you toss, you know, Fido a bunch of treats. I don't know what the reason is, but instead of, of guilt feeding them, I couldn't, you know, recommend enough just giving them the attention instead you know playtime a snafari a walk around the block quick frisbee sesh anything like that you know most dogs would rather have your undivided attention more than anything you know they're always present um so so my one of my biggest recommendations is just be present with them that'll have a far better impact on on the dog but also on yourself as well so the guilt feeding the guilt feeding has got to stop i hear this all the time you know, but my, she gives me those eyes, you know, and I have to feed her. She looks at me and looks at the refrigerator. She, she wants, uh, she likes, you know, these cookies, you know, and I'm always like, well, you know, some people, you know, like heroin too, it doesn't mean it's good for them. So just be cognizant of, of that. Another thing to be aware of, don't be afraid to change up the times you're feeding as long as it's within that eight, eight hour window. All right. So this is especially true. There's I know there's a lot of dogs that suffer from this, but this works great for dogs that will kind of toss up bile or throw up bile, if not fed exactly on time. So again, this will be a slow process, but they will acclimate. So it's actually really beneficial for them to not eat at exactly the same time every day. Again, keeping it within that eight hour window span, but changing up the exact time they're eating. Uh, another thing, don't be afraid to skip meals every now and then. This will have a positive metabolic impact on them. So I mean, this is something I almost do every day, but I know people panic if they, if they miss, you know, one of their dog's meals, but I actually recommend it, especially, uh, you know, I'm not saying every day, but maybe not even frequently, but once a week, skipping a meal, caloric restriction can have a really, really, um, beneficial impact. I hear a lot of dog owners that tell me that their dogs, um, don't want to eat every time they're, they're presented with food. And this is the dog literally telling you they don't want to eat anymore. But what happens when, when this happens is we panic and we, you know, we start throwing all these calorically rich foods at them to entice them to eat it. We're essentially shoving food down their throats, you know, but their own physiology is telling, is telling them not to eat anymore. And we're, we're just keep shoving the food down them. So listen, to, you know, the dog's trying to tell you something. This is actually how I learned, you know, one of our dogs, Foxy is, this kind of how I got started on the feeding my dogs once a day, which I'll talk about here in a little bit, but she just didn't want to eat twice a day. You know, as much as I tried to get her to do it, she just wouldn't do it. And so she would actually fast herself for 24 hours, sometimes even 48 hours. And still she does this, but she eats a lot better since I've been feeding her once a day. She'll eat all the calories in one meal and she seems to do a lot better that way. So listening to your dog is really, really important. What you want to be striving for is feeding your adult dog no more than twice a day, I would say. And, you know, with, definitely within an eight hour window or as close to that window as possible. And like I said, in my house, you know, we feed both our dogs, you know, once a day for, for the obvious, obvious benefits. So I kind of wanted to talk about fasting as well. So, 
know, we talk about time restricted feeding or feeding our dogs within an eight hour window and away from bedtime. But fasting is also something that's incredibly, incredibly important. You know, feeding your dogs once a day, in my opinion, is the best way to feed your dogs for lots of reasons. But I do want to make a special note that puppies and cats, you know, cats will develop a hepatic lipidosis if they are if they are fasted. So we don't fast cats, we don't fast puppies or dogs that are diabetic. Even smaller breeds, they say you really shouldn't be fasting dogs under 10 pounds because they're just prone to hyperglycemia. Foxy, our smaller dogs, they're around that weight, but she just, you know, she she does really well with with eating once a day. So she pretty much told us that without using words. So she just doesn't want to eat twice a day. She only wants to eat once a day, if that. So, and she maintains her weight. She does fine. So that's, you know, just part of knowing your dog and you know your dog better than anyone does. So just pay attention. Dr. Dr. Karen Becker, she has this quote here that I wrote down that I just want to make sure I, I read because I think it's really, really important. I know I read a lot of quotes, but uh, sometimes the, you know, they say it better than, than I can, but, and she's a, she's a veterinarian. So she knows, she really knows what she's talking about, but she writes, I believe fasting is the cheapest, most underutilized strategy for improving health, wellness, and longevity in dogs. And because most people in the U S are food addicted, many pet parents are guilty of constantly feeding their dogs as they, as they feed themselves, resulting in a host of chronic degenerative diseases that are avoidable through eating appropriate food and following an appropriate feeding schedule. So pretty much everything I just said, you know, we want to feed the right foods, obviously, which we've talked about in previous podcasts, but sticking to a feeding schedule is really beneficial. So fasting, you know, fasting is the way nature intended, right? We talked about this before. There's no excess in nature. Um, our dogs, you know, their physiology is, is set up for this. They're set up to gorge themselves and then fast. We'll talk about this, but there's lots of benefits to this for them and even us as well. But according to Dr. Fung's research, so again, this is from the Forever Dog, Dr. Fung's research, each time our dogs consume a meal, their bodies switch from a a sort of rejuvenation mode, so good, to digestion mode, right? So therefore, the fewer meals that we feed, the more time the dog's body is in the rejuvenation mode. So what I'm really talking about here is autophagy. And autophagy is, is the body's way of cleaning out damaged cells in order to regenerate newer, healthier cells. And this fasting, which we were talking about, um, is one of the best ways to turn this process on. So essentially, this is the body's process of, of regeneration, but it also is the body's way of destroying bacteria and viruses. So it's incredibly important um, to understand. Fasting also allows for their digestive system to take a break. And it puts their energy and other processes in the body, such as such as the uh, autophagy. So, you know, if you're constantly feeding your dog, it means that digestive system is constantly um, being being overworked. So, fasting allows allows the digestive system to take a break. Um, it definitely reduces the amount of insulin being produced in the body. So, insulin is an inflammatory hormone that's produced in the body. They actually have studies now that show that dogs that are fed once a day have almost 50% less or produce 50% less insulin than dogs that are fed multiple times a day. So another really, really incredible benefit feeding once a day. So another benefit of fasting is that it actually can alleviate digestive issues and allergy relief. I actually talk about this quite frequently. We have a lot of people that if their dog has a bout of diarrhea or some digestive issues, vomiting, something like that, we want to throw things at them 
anything but the kitchen sink uh, to make them feel better. But honestly, one of the best things you can do is is fast them for at least, you know, I would say half a day, if not 24 hours. Over 99% of the time, this works. So ditch the boiled chicken and rice and all that other ridiculous stuff that is recommended sometimes. Uh, just letting their bodies take a break is really, really important. Dr. Robert Mueller actually wrote, he writes, when a dog's body is allowed to focus on other metabolic activities, it conserves energy, detoxifies, and builds resistance to disease. So fasting, it's just really, really beneficial. And like I said, it's something that we do with our dogs. You know, our dogs eat in the morning. I don't know. There's no specific time. It just depends on what we have going on. But they eat every morning. They eat all their calories in the morning. They might get a bone or something like that. Later on, sometimes I feed it with their meal. Like they do a lot of turkey, duck, and chicken necks, things like that. Actually, Mozzie has a uh, ostrich femur that he's working on in the backyard that's been out there for like a week now. So he does, you know, I shouldn't say he's not getting any other calories throughout the day. I mean, most of the time that's probably the case, but he does, you know, from time to time, he'll he'll eat other things. But yeah, anyways, we, you know, we feed both our dogs once a day in the morning for the obvious benefits, but also, I mean, it, it does make it easier for you too. You know, you have a lot of, I'm sure you, everyone's really busy and, and has a lot of things to do and there's a lot of things going on. And it's just really, it makes it easier when you're just feeding your dogs once a day, you have a healthier dog and you have more time. We are so proud of our sponsor today, our friends at Steve's Real Food, who helped make the Fangs and Fur podcast come true. Steve's makes real food from locally sourced ingredients that enable you to give your dog or cat nutritional meals every single day with no fillers or preservatives. Mozzie likes it too, so I'm a big fan of Steve's. So come into our shop to learn more about Steve's from Anthony or visit stevesrealfood.com. To summarize, you know, your your dog has adapted over millennia to, to fast, to gorge themselves and then fast. So most dogs, I'll say, should not be eating more than twice a day. Most should be eating once a day. We know this because we have tons of research that shows that our dogs benefit tremendously from eating within the 8 to 12 hour window, so allowing their body to rest from, from eating. You know, we need to stop free feeding, stop feeding before bed. All these habits that we know, we know aren't good for us are also not good for our dog, right? Try to find an 8 hour window within, within, your day, within your schedule which you can feed your dog. You know, don't be afraid to skip meals every now and then, like I talked about. Don't be afraid of fasting. This is how our dogs evolved. I can't stress that enough. Keep them lean, keep them hungry, keep them keep them moving is really important. Remember your dog is not going to die if they don't feed them, if you don't feed them for a few hours. The opposite is true, actually. You will, you will actually negatively impact their health if you don't allow your dog to fast. Karen Becker actually wrote, she wrote, if you fail to implement a fasting protocol, you will prematurely cut short their life. Guaranteed. No question about it. They were designed to fast. And if you deny them that because you think somehow they're hungry, you're going to prematurely kill them, which is very, very, I think, extreme. But I think she really wants to drill home how important it is to let your dogs, you know, to let your dogs fast and to not overfeed them and to not, you know, feed them, you know, free feed them essentially. I think sometimes we say things because we really, really want to get people away from some of the habits they're in. And in, in this case, it's it's free feeding and then letting your dog's insulin spike and crash all day. So, you know, I think it's really important. And then lastly, it's just, you know, you want to work with your local integrative or holistic vet if you're lucky to have one to help you kind of formulate a feeding plan and help you kind of decipher when when is a good time for your dog? How many times a day should they be eating? 
but I would, for most, an overwhelmingly amount of dogs, it's going to be, you know, no more than twice a day. I really recommend for an otherwise healthy dog, adult dog over 10 pounds, that's, you know, not diabetic, once a day. And, you know, I would, I would probably recommend doing this in the earlier part of the day because um, we don't want to be feeding before bedtime. So anyways, I hope this kind of helps you. I know we get a lot of questions about, you know, when, when I, I get a lot of questions in the shop about when I feed my dogs and how I feed my dogs and what time of day, and if I switch up the times, do I fast my dogs? I guess I don't really look at it as fasting. You know, I just, this is, I just feed my dogs once a day. So technically, yeah, they're, they're fasting for 24 hours every single day, but I hope this helps answer some of those questions and, and hopefully you can kind of come away with a better understanding of, of how our dogs work and operate and kind of develop a, a better feeding schedule. You know, I think the most important things are keeping the, keeping that eight hour window, you know, finding that time that works best for you and the dog and try to feed them no more than two meals within that, within that eight hour window. Thanks for listening. So if you have a question that you want us to answer on our next podcast, you can find us a few different ways. You can send an email to danielle at fangsfur.com. You can find us on our website, fangsfur.com, or you can direct message us on Instagram at fangs and fur pets. The views and opinions on this podcast should not be used as an alternative to veterinary advice. We always encourage you to seek the professional advice of your vet. Before starting a raw diet, we encourage you to ask lots of questions, do your research, and speak with a qualified vet and or canine feline nutritionist.